You're listening to the Just Giants podcast with Grump and the Cranky Fan. Be sure to listen for free on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Podbean. Second down, play fake to Thompson. And across the middle, and it's intercepted by Jabril Peppers. He will go to the end zone. Welcome back to Just Giants with Grump and the Cranky Fan, the best damn podcast for the best damn football team. I'm your host, the football grump, and with me as always is Mike, the cranky fan. Grump, I missed you. Yeah. It's been too long. It's a, it's a real nice vacation, I guess. Um, <laughs> well, was it really a vacation? Not <laughs> at all. I mean, we, we we usually take at least one week off in the in the summer months. Um, this one was a little un un um, unplanned. As uh, you know, I I hurt my tooth and uh, just really wasn't feeling feeling too great to uh record and i figured it was memorial day most people are probably distracted anyway we'll move on yeah i mean this is kind of the year of the distraction and the year of uh craziness so i I guess you know maybe wasn't the worst thing that uh we weren't worrying about football for a weekend yeah and and you know speaking of distractions i hope that you know Everybody is safe and okay. Everything is really, really crazy out there. Uh, we're not going to get into any of that. I hope that this show is a welcome distraction for all of you who are, you know, stuck listening to negative news. Um, and we hope we hope that you're all safe. Yeah, um, for sure. I mean, it's uh, it's rough out there, and you know, for all the reasons we all know why everything is the way it is, and we just hope for the best. You know, this hopefully this country in this world gets better soon because we need it we all do so for sure yeah um so what we usually do in in the off season is when we get to this point where we're heading up on training camp and everybody every fan base thinks their team is going to go 16 and 0 is we kind of do our best to take a a really far snapshot at the regular season and and make a win-loss prediction by game and kind of go into some of the details that we go there. And we, what we do is we, we predict whether the game's going to be a win or a loss, which obviously we don't even know rosters yet. There's so many things that could change. Um, but what we do is we put them in pen or pencil based on how confident we are. You know, if if there are small variables that can change it or significant ones, you know, dictate whether something is a loss in pencil or a loss in pen, etc., yeah, I think the way they're going to do this going forward this year is we are going to make the assumption that the schedule as it is laid out will be played in the order of the schedule. That doesn't mean that, you know, we may not be starting on Labor Day. We may be starting a month later, you know, but we're going to go with the assumption that what is on the schedule now for week one will be the first game that's played in the the game that is played on week 17 will be the game that it's the 17th game played. We we don't know what's going to happen in July and August and September. Uh, it could be a thousand variables. But for this exercise for the next couple of weeks, let's just make this simple and pretend that we will be playing in the order the schedule came out. Now, we can make the, the one thing we can discuss before we start this is we want to make an assumption that we'll be playing in empty stadiums or not, because I think home field advantage is a factor when we're thinking about games. And if we are playing in empty or much smaller capacity stadiums, that may impact our decisions. It'll, it'll certainly impact our decisions. I think the way we're going to do this is, um, 
what we usually do is we do this pre-training camp look at uh, at the schedule, and then we'll do a real quick one right before the season starts, and then we get into our pre-game and post-game episodes. So we're going to take these as the circumstances are now, and that is right now there is a schedule that is set out, and we will follow that schedule. And right now, no information has been told about audiences, so we're going to assume full stadiums, even if that is unlikely at all. Right now, that is the plan. And then, you know, should circumstances change for that second round, we can, you know, adjust there. Um, As far as I'm concerned, if you're comparing things that impact a game, I would say... I, I would say that there are is definitely a home field advantage. I think that certain stadiums have an even stronger home field advantage. But I think that even situations like that don't impact teams as much as flying to the West Coast or flying to the East Coast or playing in London. You know, those are those are things I think... I do think that home field advantage plays a part. I don't think it's super strong to the point where it's going to completely topple our predictions. It's a factor. I mean, do, do you do you agree? Yeah, and also I think that we're going to make the assumption that these games are played in the home stadiums. We yes. do not believe, you know, there's going to be a quote-unquote bubble where everybody is playing at some rec field somewhere outside of Kansas City. And I think there, I think the goal is going to be, you know, these games will be played in your home stadiums. Again, the, the big question mark will be partial crowd, full crowd, no crowd. We don't know that. So I think let's go with that assumption that, if the game is in Kansas City, you know, we will predict based upon the game being in Kansas City. If it's at MetLife, it's at MetLife. Correct. Yeah. And um, you know, we'll we'll reassess as as news comes to us, but right now that's the NFL's plan, so that's gonna be our, our prediction. Um and we're gonna we're take... wrong we're wrong anyway when we make our predictions, so what difference does it really yeah, it make? Really, it really doesn't <laughs> make a difference. But but for new people listening to the show, one fun thing that we do about this is that I hold on to these predictions, um, and we revisit them in each game. As you know, as we do a pre, a, a pregame where we preview injuries and things like that, and uh, we we revisit these predictions then, and then we revisit them again at the end of the season. So if I predict a loss for week one now, and then week one comes and I've changed my mind, I'll bring that up, and then you know, at the end of the season, we'll look back and see what I predicted and what actually happened and how far off we were. And let me tell you, we're off all the time, every single time. So <laughs> it's a real fun exercise we're, where we get to make fun of ourselves. We're off in our predictions the night before the game. We are wrong about almost everything. So <laughs> it's ought to be fun. Yeah. And if you guys don't already, uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at football underscore grump where, you know, I will elaborate on some of the things I might have said on the show that maybe I cut out due to time or anything like that. Uh, and I'm I'm also there to elaborate on anything I did say in the show. If you if you think I'm crazy or maybe I didn't say enough, uh, so you can reach out to me there. And all the episodes are on there as well at Just Giants Pod. It's also a Twitter account. Uh, I am on Twitter at the Cranky Fan. I've been kind of laying very low lately. You know, I you know the discourse is bad enough. I really have nothing to. Sometimes you don't have to put your opinions out there for everything. So I'm kind of laying low right now. But if you want to get in touch with me. By all means, tag me on, on Twitter at the Cranky Fan, and I will definitely get back to you. All right, so we're going to take these a couple of games at a time, and we're going to kind of keep these episodes short, and it's going to stretch over, you know, the uh, 
the the off season as we head towards training camp, which what, what is that? July? What day is training camp started? Twenty sixth, I think. I think the twenty sixth, and you know, I think there's some cautious optimism there'll be some form of training camp. I think I'm feeling a lot better for it than I did a month ago, for sure. So I, I think we kind of well, we will plan as if and until we're told differently. Mm-hmm. So we're hoping that we can take up that that time going over the season, and then you know. Then we'll start going over some training camp stuff. But for now, week one, the Giants are hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers on Monday Night Football, the first week of the year at 7.15 at MetLife. What is your prediction, Cranky fan? Wait a minute, wait a minute. We're not at Dallas for a 4.30 game or an 8 p.m. game on Sunday night? We should have a COVID outbreak every year. I do think that that did have an impact on that decision though, don't you? Pushing the, the conference, the division games out of the beginning of the season so that they do in fact happen if the season gets shortened, right? Well, I, I don't think that was uniform across the whole schedule. Again, I don't have the entire NFL schedule in front of me, but I think I remember seeing some division games are starting earlier. It's not... You know, the week one is not inner conference games or, you know, games within the, in the conference, but not in the division. So um, our schedule happens to be loaded heavily for division games in the middle to later part of the season. But I do not think that's a uniform thing across the league. No, it, it's not uniform across the league. Um, it, it is. I don't know. Uh, it's probably. What, what do you think is the most grossing matchup in the league? Is it is it Giants Cowboys? Is it something else? What do you mean from a uh, from a, fan from, st- from from a money making standpoint on TV? I think the first Sunday night game. It doesn't matter who plays. I think uh, you know people are waiting to watch football this year. People are really really excited to watch football again. They get monster ratings as it is. Um, but I would think, you know, probably the two most popular fan bases would be probably Dallas and Pittsburgh, to be very honest. Uh, and they probably didn't want to, you know, go all out for because week one is going to be such a big, uh, you know, return to football thing that they don't need to put their big guns out for the first game. Um, but, you know, you do like to have kind of a marquee first weekend. You know, I, I believe the Thursday night game is uh, Kansas City is hosting it. They're returning back to them, hosting that first game, the Super Bowl champs this year. Yes, against Houston. Yeah, and you know they uh, there's usually on the first Monday night game there's a, usually a doubleheader, you know, a, a, a pretty marquee game followed by a, you know a West Coast game of uh, you know of interest. So I, I don't think they worry so much about squeezing every dollar out of a rating for week one because it's going to be monster anyway. Okay. Well, as it stands, Pittsburgh is coming to MetLife for the first half of that Monday night matchup. Um, how, how do you feel? Well, <laughs> I think this is still a lot of, you know, obviously we're still in the rebuild, but I think we're still going to be getting comfortable with this team, you know, remember we have a whole new, a whole new uh, coaching staff that has not had a normal off season to, you know, implement 
an offense and defense like they normally would. Um, you have a quarterback in his second year that's learning a new offense altogether. Uh, lots of new pieces on the offensive line. Um, I think you're going to see you're not going to see a finished product for the first couple of weeks for sure. So um, I know that Monday is always overreaction Monday. This year will be overreaction Tuesday. Um, this team may not look like ready for primetime players at first, but I'm not as concerned as I would have been at this time last year. So uh, my initial thoughts are this will probably be a loss, uh, a loss that I would put in pen for right now. You know, on a normal basis, I look at Pittsburgh. You know, my, my first thoughts when I when I saw the schedule was like, oh, Pittsburgh. That's a lot. That's a tall order, you know, for for what we've got set up right now. Um, and then I, you know, I really took a look at Pittsburgh and what they are, and you know, I I think that Pittsburgh can be had this year. I think they're kind of entering that slump, and you know, maybe Mike Tomlin's job is sort of on the line. Not this year, but like, and, and in that way where it's just the kind of thing where he's a good coach and uh, he does a good job, but. They just move on from good coaches, like like Mike Shanahan in Denver, where they just need a change, a shakeup. Uh, you know, Pittsburgh has really not been super competitive um, in the playoffs the last couple of years. They've been far more than the Giants. I, I'm not in any way making a comparative statement, but you know what what Pittsburgh has come to expect from from their Big Ben years has been you know really you know in the driver's seat for an AFC championship and stuff like that. And it's really been a couple of years now since they. A couple of years where they're looking like they're almost out of it, and then they kind of find their way back into the into the playoff. Yeah, well, and... I mean, Big Ben has not been healthy the last couple of years. Yeah, I mean, he's he's not healthy often. It's it's been yeah. a story for the last couple of years now. And oh yeah, you know, I mean, he's it, on the backside. Yeah, he's on the backside of his career, and there's a lot of talent that was on this team that is gone for one reason or another, mm-hmm. and they had. An elite running back, an elite wide receiver, you know, elite guys in the offensive line. A lot of these guys are gone now. This is not the same team it was four years ago. And you're right. Maybe you know when you know, the, the uh, Ben Roethlisberger era is over. Maybe that's when they change the guard with the coaching and they start a true rebuild. I mean, they really haven't had to do a rebuild in forever. I mean, I couldn't even, t- could even tell you when the last time they had a rebuild was. I mean, probably you know. The mid '80s or so. So, um, but does that happen this year? And does it happen in Game One? Well, not quite yet. No. So what I'm saying is, I, I do. When I my initial thoughts on looking at Pittsburgh was that this was going to be a tough game, and now when I look at it, when I really, really looked at it, you know, I I, I see a team that can be had downfield. They're not very strong in the secondary. The pass rush looks like it's going to come almost exclusively from the edges, which would allow room for guys like Jones to step up in the pocket and and for running through the tackles. I don't know that they're going to struggle too much on offense. You know, of course, these things are all, you know, barring any issues with the new system and and, and learning it and, you know, getting the offensive line on the same page. Obviously, that, that goes without saying. But I think the issue is still going to be on defense. Big Ben is getting up there in age and he's been hurt a lot, but he's still tough to bring down and he's accurate. And, you know, this is a veteran Super Bowl quarterback. And that's, you know, with a suspect pass rush that the Giants have on the edge and question marks in coverage, we don't know anything about DeAndre Baker right now. I'm going to assume that he's not playing this year at this point. That That's all I can do is assume that. 
um, he he can pick this apart. And it, and if it gets into a scoring race, I don't think the New York Giants can win. But it's not as you know, if this were a normal off season, if DeAndre Baker were not having the issues he's having, you know, I actually think that this would be a closer game. I'm going to put this in a loss in pencil. Um, That's fair. I think if this game was you know week five or week six and it was a Monday night game against Pittsburgh. I'd feel a lot better about our chances with the ability to pick us, pick a team like that off. Now, even if we were one in four going into that game, I, I think we could potentially pick off a team like that. Uh, I just don't think, you know, I don't think this team will be gelled enough that early to, for a team that, you know, uh, you know, fringy playoff team caliber. I mean, they didn't make the playoffs last year. They would have made it, in the new playoff format coming up. But again, that's, that's not really saying a whole heck of a lot. No, it's, it's really not. So, you know, you know, of course, later on in the year, we, we might be seeing a little bit of a dinged up, a little bit of a tired Ben Roethlisberger game one. I think that's, it's, it's a lot to ask. And, you know, if we had, if we had that real tough pass rush, I'd feel a little bit better about it, but I just see the guys that do end up getting home just sliding right off of him because they don't get a clean shot on him. He's too strong um, in the pocket and, and you know keeps his eyes downfield. He's a smart quarterback, and I, I think even with the, the, the weapons that he has left, which I, I agree with you, not much. I mean, once I say Eric Ebron is one of the remaining weapons, that should say everything. Uh, but you know, yeah, exactly. Smith Schuster and James Conner, and yeah, do you want to say James Washington? Not really. Um, Chase Claypool, a rookie. You know, I I don't know that. But even that, he's too good of a quarterback. He he can make anybody the star if he can get them the ball. So, you know, I just I see this one as a loss. But I don't think that they're such a tough team, and I I wouldn't be overly shocked if if they found a way to screw it up and the Giants ended up winning the game. Yeah. I, again, I, I agree. If this was in week six, I think I did. I might even put this as a Giants in pencil in the mm-hmm. of pencil. But right now I'm putting this as a loss in pen. Yeah. And then following that, the Giants will travel to Chicago for a one o'clock game against the Bears. Um, probably, I think, what is this, the third year in a row we played Chicago? I believe so. I mean, we played them for division versus division, and we've been slotted in the same uh, you know, position in the division as well. So, and, and um, I believe both games in the last two years have been rainy, cold, shitty games that were close. First one was a win in 2018. Second one was a loss in 2019. Um, but they really weren't, you know. When a lot of people looked at this schedule, they looked at the first couple games and they went, oh, geez, Pittsburgh, then Chicago, then San Francisco, then then the Rams. It's going to be pass rush central. You know, that's kind of how we looked at this game in the last two years. And it, it, it I'm not going to sit here and tell you that they, they had it easy playing with the defensive line, but Chicago hasn't been the powerhouse that they look like on, on paper. So I find this one to be kind of interesting. I'm going to put this one as a win in pencil. I think this is that... I think this is if this was last year, I think I'd have this as a loss as well. But I think, you know, after getting that first week under their belt, you know, that you usually see the biggest, you know, improvements going from week one to week two, things getting figured out. And I, I think this is one we can get it done. I think Chicago is not gonna be very good this year at all. They got quarterback issues, they have a lot of things they gotta figure out. And I think 
this might be one of those games where the Giants, you know, you're going to see a lot of improvement from week one. I think you're going to see like a an ache out, a uh, kind of an ugly win. But uh, I'll put this one in pencil as a win. Well, that's interesting. So, you know, fun fact, Cranky Fan and I almost never, almost never talk about the episode before we do it. And uh, I have this one as a win in pencil as well, which I thought was going to be like wow. a shocker. Uh, uh, I don't think that the Bears have a whole lot of weapons on offense. And that should be a problem for, for Bears fans when you have Mitch Trubisky at the helm. Um, and when you have Nick Foles behind him. Because all Nick Foles is at this point is a quarterback controversy waiting to happen. You know, Nick Foles at this point is is kind of taking over that um, that Ryan Fitzpatrick role. of He's good enough to win a couple games. He's a perfect backup. He probably is fringe starting caliber. Um, he's taking over the he's taking over the Nick Foles role, Foles role. Exactly what he is. That's what he did in uh, sure. Yeah, you know, I guess in I guess, Philadelphia. I guess that's one way to look at it. But, but I mean, Philadelphia when he took them, that that was a a great team. You know, there's a lot more talent there. I look at this Bears team and you know, Allen Robinson and and who you know, Ted Ginn. I didn't even know he was still in the league. I always forget about him. You know, you know how old Ted Ginn is. <laughs> I've been married now for 13 years. And he was drafted on the day I got married. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a long time for a guy that, you know, and it seems like he's been on more teams and, you know. He's taken the, the NFL tour. And no kidding. So, I mean, if that's one of the guys you're kind of counting on as to be one of your shining stars, you have some problems. Yeah. And, you know, other guys that are kind of like that, like Cordell Patterson, who's, who's just – Never really cut it as a wide receiver. I mean, Riley Ridley is definitely something that I would keep an eye on. But, like, you know, Jimmy Graham even, you know, hasn't been Jimmy Graham, in my opinion, since his days in the New Orleans Saints. Um, and then this offensive line isn't really even that good, too. Uh, they're not bad, but they're nothing I would brag about if I were a Bears fan. I think the New York Giants D can actually hold Chicago to just a few drives as long as the offense can, can perform enough to give them rest. And, you know, Chicago's defense, I'll hand it to them. I mean, at every level, they have some serious talent. Um, and it's going to be difficult to throw deeper just because the secondary is really good. You have, you have Kyle Fuller and Buster Screen. You know, Tashawn Gibson, Deion Bush is there now. Eddie Jackson is also really good. They have a pretty stacked secondary. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't have a problem with any of those guys. Um, you know, on top of the fact that they have the league's most expensive pass rusher maybe he's the best if he's not he's in the top three for sure Khalil Mack and they have really good linebackers this too with Roquan Smith and Danny Trevathan you know scoring is going to be troublesome but Chicago's offense isn't going to scare me too much if it's a one score game it's going to come down to turnovers I think and this will be a big game for Daniel Jones's improvement or lack thereof in, in ball security I think yeah, but I, I think, and I had this actually written down in my notes, it's uh, watch for fumbles, Daniel Jones, in this game. But I think we're assuming we are going to see an improved offensive line. We we believe the talent level is better. We believe, you know, getting into week two, there'll be a little more cohesion with the offensive line. So we're hoping that a lot of the problems that Daniel Jones had last year was being a nervous rookie who, without the benefit of a, a uh, good pass blocking and a good offensive line had a lot of those uh, fumbles that weren't his fault. So 
I don't have those same fears going into the season I did last year with him. Now, if it can, continues to be a problem, that will definitely be something I'll be worried about. But I, I, I feel like, you know, a large part of that will be cleaned up just by the offensive line and for him getting more experience and confidence. Sure, and I, th- I think the change in offensive system is going to help too because this is going to be a game where, you know, I, I guess if you can say that Chicago has any weakness on defense, I think their weakest part is probably between the tackles stopping the run. Um, you know, they've got really good coverage linebackers. They're not bad running downhill either, but, you know, that Eddie Goldman is kind of your nose tackle. You know, Akeem Hicks is really good, sure. Bilal Nichols, though, I mean, there's a lot of just ho-hum and the front line in the middle. I mean, a lot of their pass rush is coming from the edge. So if they can run between the tackles, if they can set up a, a pocket that Daniel Jones can step up in and to throw or run some nice screens to kind of get linebackers creeping up or edge rushers creeping up, you know, this is a game that I think we'll, we'll see if Jason Garrett has figured out how to use Saquon Barkley. I mean, it may be a little early. We might see the, the plays fail, but we'll see the play calling that we want to see, I think, in this. And if we don't see yeah. it then, I'm going to start having real worries with Jason Garrett because this is – when I look at this on paper, that's what I see. I see how we're we using Saquon Barkley in this game because I don't see us throwing downfield against this defense. Yeah, I'm not going to start with the I'm going to get worried about X or Y if this in week two. <laughs> I well, think that's I, way too – yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know how to phrase it. I, I don't want to say like I'm worried about it in the, in the sense that I'm going to start complaining about it. But that 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 thought in my, is going to creep up into my head is what are we doing with Barkley here? Like, Yeah. I think a lot of that's going to depend on, I think, what we see in week one with, you know, again, with the offensive line. Yeah. I see, you know, how we're not going to be ready to throw out the complete Jason Garrett playbook in the very beginning of the season. And that doesn't mean week one. It doesn't mean week two. It may not be to week four or five. I mean, again, without an offseason, a true offseason to really install the offense, it's going to be wonky for a while. Um you know, and also you may not see guys at their best physical shape coming into this. Not that they've been lazy, but just not. Well, they haven't really been able to, to, to work out right. really effectively. I mean, I know we have some followers, some people on Twitter that I've seen that, that work out twice as much as I do. And I work out every single day. And it's been a struggle for me to do anything because I'm working out at home. And I have only what's available to me here. You know, I know these guys are pro athletes, but this is not business as usual and some of these guys are coming from college you know some of them like Andrew Thomas are coming from big schools like Georgia with big expensive facilities but not all these guys are you know well, also, that's a big you're deal you're not working you're also not working the exact routine that you would be with a strength and conditioning program I mean you're probably given one but it's not the same as having that guy in your ear screaming at you to get that last wrap up you know and just you know everybody's going to be different so uh, it's Circling back to this again, I'm not going to have any concerns. You shouldn't anyway after week two about well this coordinator or this you know play calling or this coach or something. But um, I think these guys are going to get much more slack than they normally would. And Jason Garrett also has been proven to be a good play caller too with some pretty good offenses. This isn't bringing in you know an untested guy and, and it looks like he's completely lost. Right. Um, and, and, you know, I guess the good thing is that, um, you know, given what we just covered about, you know, the, the difficulties of having a, a, a COVID offseason, I guess, um, 
I'm pretty happy with you know what I've heard about Joe Judge so far. Seems like a no nonsense guy. He seems very Tom Coughlin-y in, in that way, and I, I think that whoever does come in, you know, with a little bit of jiggle to him, is 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 walking out of training camp, you know, ready, ready. So I I know it's an issue. I think it's not going to be as good as normal years will be going forward, or or years in the past. But I, I do think that I like what I've seen and heard from Joe Judge to to handle this kind of situation. I think he's a no nonsense guy. Yeah, I mean everybody wins the off season. You know, True. You, you yeah. never you never hear bad reports of anybody. Everybody is, you know, the combination of George Hallis and Don Sulik in the off season of their first year. But you know. The bloodlines of where he, you know, got his coaching chops from and the reports we're hearing, we're hearing similar, you know, just the way information is coming out and, you know, the way they're doing things. If they're going to follow the Patriot model, fine with me. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like the results. You yeah. Know? I, I'd like the Patriot results, I guess. Yeah. I mean, if it was the Cleveland Brown model, I'd be kind of worried. But, you know, I think the bloodlines are there. And we uh, did that last year. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I, I implore all of you Giant fans out there. And, you know, I know we're on the Dave Gettleman death march with every single, you know, play, drive, quarter, half game of the season. And that's gonna be, there'll be plenty of noise with that this, this year coming up. But let's not start that with Joe Judge and or Jason Garrett or any of the coaches because – First of all, you're going to make me mental. I don't want to hear it from you people. And second of all, you're going to make yourselves mental. They're not going anywhere this year, regardless if they're 0-16, they're not going anywhere. Um, they, you know, in spite of the last couple of years, the last couple of coaching staffs, this is a very patient ownership group. Um, and they're going to get a lot of leeway and a long leash to, to, to turn this team around. So the thought of, being frustrated or think we made the right decision, you know, don't even start with that bullshit, please. Just let the season go for a while. So that's it. That's what we think. We think loss first, then win second. Yeah, we both have us at one and one. And looking at the, uh, you know, watching the rest of the division and conference to see how we're going to sneak into the playoffs. There you Optimist. go. This is better than we were last year. I believe at this time last year, I had us at zero and two and circling the dream pretty quickly. Yeah, and I, that's pretty much how it happened, too. So. Yeah, yeah. We're looking forward to playing meaningful games in October this year. <laughs> yeah. I want to I wanna worry that my Halloween party is going to be... A, my, my mood at my Halloween party is going to be affected by whatever game just happened. That's what I, that's what <laughs> I want this year. I just hope we have a Halloween. I am just looking forward to be able to get, get my candy and uh, dress up as, you know, something. <laughs> something scary? Just anything. <laughs> I might just dress up with a two O and a two O. That'd be as scary as you can get. Right, so. At this point, yeah. <laughs> All right, everyone. So that's it for this episode. Uh, for our schedule preview, we'll be back next week for weeks three and week four against the 49ers and the Rams. So we'll see you then. In the meantime... You can find this episode and all our previous episodes on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, etc. Everywhere. So um, if you follow us for free there, all of these episodes pop in there every single Tuesday morning. We're a little screwed up this week. 
um, and, and, and it's kind of holdover from last week, but you know, going forward, it should be right in your in your uh, queue, I guess, uh, every Tuesday morning when you clock in for work from home or if you're still commuting to work or if you're not working at all and you roll out of bed at noon, it'll still be there. <laughs> yeah, we are we are there for you guys. You know, I know it, this is a tough sledding for everybody, but just just keep hanging in there. And uh, you know, as bad as it seems right now, and it really it's pretty rough. I'm looking out my window now, and I see two helicopters overhead. You know, just constant nonsense going on. But uh, it's going to get better. You know, we uh, we're hoping to have football. We're hoping to have you know phase. One of uh, New York City happening uh, very shortly in phase two in New Jersey. And uh, we're going to turn the corner and we're going to get there. So just kind of hang in there. Try not to watch the news so much. Listen to more Just Giants if you can. <laughs> go go back and binge the 2017 season if you like. I don't know. <laughs> but, go, uh, go as far back as 2007 and, and make your way forward to past the Yeah, time. exactly. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, we'll be here for you. So, And as always, go, go Giants. Giants.